Hello, welcome to more of the Richard Herring podcast feed, powered by Acast Plus. Uh, hope you're enjoying all these tour podcasts. There is still a chance to catch some, though they're selling out very fast. Uh, we, in fact, Sheffield on the 7th of March sold out. Uh, but check the theatre website for returns. Uh, Monday, the 11th of March, Adam Buxton and Lemsis A in the Leicester Square Theatre sold out. But you can get tickets for the Warwick Arts Centre, where I'm talking to Lindsay Santoro and the Exploding Heads internet phenomenon, and at Bedford on the 21st, where I'm talking to Olaf Falafel and my old friend Al Murray. I'm at Glasgow uh, on the 27th of March, sold out, Susie McCabe and Fred McCauley, and then at Hull on the 28th of March with Tommy Cannon and Bob Morton. Uh, there are three tickets left as I talk to you so get there quick if you want to come and see that also this richardherring.com slash come and see me on tour doing stand-up for the first time in six years richardherring.com slash ballback coming lots of places around England and some places in Scotland uh, and that's about it for the moment all right sit back relax and enjoy rahalastapa Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. If you're a Shark Tank fan or business junkie, check out the podcast, Another Bite. Each week, Another Bite breaks down the biggest success stories and most disastrous failures to come out of Shark Tank. The hosts break down each company's pitch, analyze the deals that were or weren't made, and answer the million-dollar question, are they still a company? Whether you're an entrepreneur looking for tips or a Shark Tank fan that just wants to relive the drama, Another Bite's your deep dive into the world of Shark Tank. Just search for Another Bite in your favorite podcast app, like the one you're listening to right now. Hello there, my finest of friends. Welcome to the February edition of your secret ACAS Plus, a monthly podcast. Hold on. February edition is... We've got into March now. I don't know what you're talking about. We recorded this uh, in February. It's gone out in February. It's going out in March. It's March. You can't lie to these on here, Richard. Well, look, um, I, I forgot to do one in February. But this counts as the February one, and... Um, uh, there will be a March one as well. This is the February one, so it doesn't have to be as long as the ones from the other month, because February isn't very long. That's rubbish. Uh, and I've risen from my sick bed like a kind of Lazarus in order to bring you this. So I hope you will enjoy it. You can see uh, my Taskmaster Champion of Champion There's a trophy back there, if you're looking. Some other junk around. Those are all the books from uh, the Rahalaspa Book Club back up there. If you're watching, if you're just listening to the podcast version of this, then, you know... I can't help you, but if you're watching it, yeah, you should watch it, because then you get to see my beautiful face. Yeah, I've been ill for a couple of weeks. I'm still a little bit ill, but I felt I felt energetic enough uh, to be able to do this without coughing or anything. <coughs> so, um, you just coughed. I said I wouldn't cough, and then I coughed. You're crazy. Anyway, this is just a little extra podcast. in which We'll see how it goes. In which Ali, my esteemed... Uh, public, why are you putting on glasses if I ask the question? Just, I just feel like I feel sexy with my glasses on. You don't look very. You look like you've put on a bit of weight, Rich. Yeah, I have put on a bit of weight. I've been in bed for a, a week and a half, more or less. But yeah, I need to do some work. I've just shaved, and you know, my little round face becomes apparent again. If you're listening on the podcast, I'm very thin. Uh, let's go through a few questions for February, 
Uh, then we'll move on to March. Maybe not straight away, at some other occasion. Um, just get my hair looking nice. It looks lovely. You've got a good head of hair. I've got an amazing head of hair. That's all I've got going for me. That's not going anywhere. Richard, yeah. Would you rather have a tongue that could taste impending danger or get a free iPhone? So I've got a tongue. Can you explain the parameters of this to me? No, I can't, Richard. I did not write these questions. I nearly read them out. So I've got a tongue that can taste impending danger. Does each danger have a different flavour? I'm going to say yes. You can tell what the danger is based on the flavour. Okay. Um... And or I get a free iPhone, and, and is it what? Because this sounds like a, one of the tricks a genie would play on you, where you go, "Oh, I'll have the free iPhone." And then it turns out to be like the, the original iPhone or an iPhone five or something, and you go, "Ah, oh, I think I could afford to buy an iPhone." Um, so, and I can't afford to buy a a tongue that tastes impending danger. So, I think I would just buy an iPhone uh, and uh, and have the tongue, have the old tongue go in there. Good answer, Richard, to a really excellent question. Next question. Why do we have frozen teas, Richard? Why is it the only vegetable, the principal way you use it, is in frozen form? I know there are other frozen vegetables. Only the pea is principally used as a frozen rather than fresh or tinned commodity. And why? That's what I want to know. This is actually a question my uh, <coughs> my wife posed. It was uh, actually the evening after a terrible event just before Brexit where uh, Joe Cox had been... Uh, assassinated, murdered by a madman and uh, we were very depressed my wife and I, and we went out for dinner as we've been meaning to but with conversation had come to a halt and my wife was looking very sad we were both very sad and she said can I ask you something and I said sure thought it was going to be about the current events uh, and it turned out to be about peace and that's what my life is like living with my wonderful wife um, you might think you know well you're, you're batting above your weight there or punching above your weight that's a batting above your average whatever it is you might think she's way more attractive than I am incorrectly I'm a very attractive man no she's a very attractive woman uh but she has severe <laughs> issues with uh understanding the correct questions to ask in the right moments very useful for comedy not so useful uh you know it's lucky we're comedians is all I'm saying that's why we're, our lives uh wouldn't would mean nothing. Uh, there, it's a good question. That that prince she's principally correct. Uh, that mainly uh, the pea is mainly used in frozen form. Whereas even something like sweet corn, you can get that frozen, but you usually use it in a tin. You can get frozen carrots and stuff, but you'd usually just use a carrot, would you? Or, or have diced carrots, maybe bought. You can get them Marks and Spencers. This is very interesting, Richard. Um, and I think it's just something to do with the fact that the pea. Uh, loses its freshness very, very quickly. So the only way to get it to you is to freeze it very quickly after it's been picked. And then if you tin it, which you can do, there are tin peas, they're not as nice. I actually think fresh peas, generally speaking, are not as nice as frozen peas. Um, unless you literally pick them and eat them off the plant yourself. Um, my cat is just uh, chewing up the piece of the cardboard calculator you may have seen uh, from one episode of Twitch of Fun or something. The cats love chewing on it. So if you can hear anything, that's chocolate. Doesn't get answer to her name. You're right, chocolate. Do you want to come and be on the telly? No. Okay. Next question. It's a good question from my wife. Richard, have you ever been in the vicinity of the Bigfoot but not seen it, but sensed it watching you? Uh, I can safely say um, I have. I don't think I've been in the vicinity of a Bigfoot, and I certainly have never sensed it watching me. But it's an excellent question, Ali. Thank you for asking. 
Next question, we'll move on. If you had to have sex with an item of food, if you had to, which food would you choose? Do you think it would be morally wrong to eat the food after you've made love with it, or unhygienic at least? I don't think it'd be unhygienic to eat it. I mean, it might be morally wrong, but, you know, there's nothing wrong with my own, my penis or my gametes. Um, I, I, I've probably eaten a few of my gametes just to see what was going on, but many people have enjoyed uh, supping down on those. Uh, and my and my penis, so um, you know, there's nothing unhygienic about it as long as it's thoroughly washed, which uh, I can assure you, it is. Uh, morally, would it be? I'm, I'm answering the question back, backwards. Morally, would it be wrong to eat something and someone that you've just made love with? I mean, it's not a sentient being if it's food, unless it's a like a living cow. If that's what you're talking about, but I don't think that's what you are. It is not what I'm talking about. Interesting, your mind went there. Uh, well, it is interesting, my mind went there. Um, so, I mean, if I had a sex with sex the night of food, I think like a chocolate eclair might be interesting. Liver's meant to be quite a good, uh, you know, if you can. I mean, I, have, I know a lot about this because of talking cock. I haven't tried anything, these things myself because I'm very vanilla. And vanilla ice cream would be quite good as well, I think. Um, I think if you kind of pack a. Uh, liver into i can't remember what they did in talking cock they packed it into something <coughs> chopped liver that's quite a good one but then I, I don't like liver so whether it's morally wrong to eat it afterwards i couldn't answer you. i wouldn't eat it because it's 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 too strong a taste for me and well i just remember it from from the oh, this is very interesting by the way Richard. i just remember it from being a child and um we used to have liver quite a lot just fried steak and kidneys i didn't like eating kidneys it's that horrible old days that we're returning to well, thanks to brexit uh we'll be eating liver and kidneys again pretty soon before we embraced outward cuisines and uh you know and in welcome people to our shores with nice food we used to eat terrible food and liver is one of those foods so if i was that might be the if you want to recreate the experience of making love to a human being but you are alone then liver may be your best option, depending which orifice you're going for. Uh, I would, I think, like something, you know, I think uh, a baguette or a chocolate eclair. A chocolate eclair would be nice because it's, it's, you know, a baguette would be a bit grating. I think even if just at the edge because of the crust. Um, I've thought of a baguette because uh, the Sex Pistols, you know, Steve Jones supposedly spunked up in Glenn Matlock's sandwich at some point. I think it was a baguette, uh, but I go, I've got chocolate eclairs, Jenny eclair. With a chocolate eclair. That's what I would have sex with. Richard, where do you stand on transubstantiation? Well, transubstantiation, as you may know, Ali, I do know what it is. Do you want to, do you want to take this? No, no, I know what it is. Let's see if you know what it is. Are you just saying that because you don't know what it is? You just, I do know what it is. Transubstantiation is the religious belief that when you're at Holy Communion, the wine and the bread literally turn into the blood and body of Jesus Christ and, and you eat them. I, where I stand on that is I don't believe that is true. And B, if it was true, it would be absolutely disgusting. So it's good that it isn't true. Uh, and if you think it is true and you carry on doing it, you should have a good hard look at yourself. <laughs> Excuse me. No, this is, I don't like blowing my nose on camera. But this is what I do for you. This is the kind of thing I do for you. Oh, no, I've got my hair caught up in that. Oh. You can see my nose. If you're watching the video, you can see my nose is pretty red from constant uh, blowing. If, if you and, and yeah, and yeah, yeah, yeah. 
did somebody imply the, their penis was red from blowing? Woohoo! It's not your job to fill in the gaps. Oh, you, can't. you just have to do the innuendos. <coughs> Transubstantiation's weird, isn't it? How many uh, times would you have to attend Roman Catholic Holy Communion before you'd eaten the whole Jesus? I'm not answering that in case it's a question that comes up later in this book. I bet it does. Uh, we're only on ep- we're only on uh, that that's uh, uh, number eighty five out of five hundred or so questions in this book. Although we have also done some extra ones from the cover, this is going to last some time. This is only book one. Richard, would you rather have the ability to shoot bees? Uh, that shoot what bees? Uh, bees? Yeah, bees. That's better. Out of your eyes, or oh, sorry, that was me speaking. Would you rather have the ability to shoot bees out of your eyes? Bees, yeah, or have a pair of shoes that never need to be cleaned or repaired? I don't really care about cleaning my shoes. I'm not bothered about... Uh, uh, weirdly, I just saw a picture of you. Oh, yeah, with my great-granddad from about the 1950s. Oh, yeah, you look very young. I was young then. Uh, you've aged badly, thank you. Well, I'm 131 years old, I know. Um, and he had very, very shiny shoes, and I thought, you know, we don't really do that anymore, do we? I mean, I, I don't think <coughs> the idea of wearing the same shoes... Every day for the rest of my life is something that's particularly appealing to me. I'd rather just wear some shoes till they wear out than I'll buy some new shoes. You're very rich, aren't you? Just buying iPhones and shoes. Yeah, I mean, I'd, you know, if I had no money, I think I'd still go for the bees because I think you could make more money out of shooting bees out of your eyes, like at freak shows, uh, just at places where people wanted to attack their enemies, just where people wanted bees. Like, you know, you know if they were running out of bees, I could just go there and shoot bees out of my eyes. Uh, I think, you know, that's a talking point. I think it would be useful. Like if you're on a date with someone it wasn't going well, you go, oh, have you seen this thing I can do? And then bees shot out of your eyes. I mean, it would be a risk. They might sting the person. But equally, not that I'm ever going to be on a date with anyone, of course. Um, but just thinking, you know, of the logistics of it. If you're in a funeral and everyone's sad, you shoot bees out of your eyes, it cheers them up. There's just more, you know, the two choices are very different choices. And like a pair of shoes that last forever is a nice idea. If that was, would you rather be punched in the face or have a pair of shoes that live forever, work forever, I'd go for the shoes. But, you know, the other option you've given me is so extreme and interesting. Uh, and, you know, I have the choice, right? I don't, they're not shooting out my eyes when I don't want them to. Are they living inside my head? Yeah, they're buzzing around in your head. Well, that, that's that's not so good. So there's a space in my head that's always full of bees, like in a, one of those fridges, freezers where you have ice cubes ready to go. There's just a slot there. But then would they ever run, would they run out if I shot too many bees? Like, if you really go for that thing, you can run out of ice. They'd be everlasting these, Richard. I don't know how it works. Okay. Richard, question 87. If you could communicate with uh, one animal, which animal would you... Which what? Which animal would you communicate... Speak clearly, because people are listening to this as a podcast. Not many people, Richard. I mean, you know, not many people listen to it. To be honest, nobody has noticed that the February edition has not gone up. No one cares. Um... You know, I'm still doing it because I'm a nice guy. I'm not counting. I could have just have done March. And and then you, no one would have complained and said, hold on, I, I paid £5. Where's my, where's my, where's my monthly thing? I've only had eight podcasts this month and some video. Um, but no one did that. So I could have got away with it if it wasn't for you pesky kid. No, if it wasn't for my pesky self and my sense of honour. <coughs> so let's have some respect for the 200 people who listen to this podcast and maybe the 100 who watch the video. Yes. Um, and do the, a bloody good job. You could have done it when you weren't ill. Well, you know, I, well then they'd be waiting till the end of March, and then I wouldn't have done March. I'm going to do March when I'm well, but I'll do February while I'm ill as a as a punishment. 
If you could communicate with one animal, which animal would you communicate with? And what do you ask them? It sounds like you want like me to name a specific animal rather than a species of animal. Yes, you understood the question perfectly. Um, I, I suppose my dog, I'd love to talk. I mean, I can talk to my dog a bit and she understands quite a lot, but I'd love to know what she was thinking. I'm not bothered about my cats. I mean, they just chew up my cardboard. Um... Is there a famous aunt bouncer from uh, Neighbours I'd like to talk to? But the, she's dead. Um, Cheetah from from Tarzan. I don't know. <coughs> Maybe you shouldn't have done this podcast. Should, I, you know, I've just done some other work and I thought, oh, I'm well enough to do this. But this is how much I love you guys. I'm, I'm going to force you to listen to me get making myself ill again after nearly having recovered. Think, just thought, I'm back. I'm back in this. I'm back in the game. Everything's all right. It's all looking good. I had a timer on here. We've done loads already. We've done 15 minutes already. This is gold. going to be a shorter one this month because, you know, uh, the month is almost over. Um, All right, we're getting on to the next page. We actually, in in January, again, at the end of January, because I nearly forgot about January, I recorded a whole fucking podcast for you guys. And the and I fuck and I didn't just check it. Thank God, I didn't, it's working. But I didn't check that it was working just now. It is working. Uh, I could have got fifteen minutes in and I wasted. And I'd have done a whole podcast and it had gone. And this is the point I got to in that podcast. And then I redid it and uh, didn't get as far because I answered the questions more fully. You know, so you lost some stuff, you gained some stuff. Who knows, Richard? If you were given the towers of the King Nidus, what would you turn everything you touched into? So um, you can touch, yeah, so it would be a King Midas, but you can choose the thing you turn everything into. That's interesting, isn't it? Yeah, that's why I asked the question. Because um, the problem with King Midas, everything turned to gold, including his child. He couldn't touch anything. You know, he should have said, I, when I when I say Bajanga, then anything I touch turns to gold in the next two seconds. That should have been what he went for. Not necessarily, you know, um, that's for example, it would be crazy if he said exactly that. But some word that he was never going to say back, then he would have been safe. So always be careful. You're asked to turn something into an object. Make sure you you go. The answer I've given here is I would make everything I touch turn to the thing it already was, but it was now holding or covered in diamonds, which I would then be given. Of course, once I'd had the diamonds, they would turn into more diamonds with diamonds on them. But I wouldn't be too bothered by that. What a brilliant answer from me. That's why I'm better than King Midas and probably King Solomon as well. Because if you're going to cut... If two women came saying they both with the mother of the baby and you said I'm going to cut it in half one of them wouldn't go oh okay they'd both go no don't do that even just that basic humanity they both want the baby and uh, you know they both probably don't want babies to be murdered the chances that one of them go no my baby and the other go yeah well, I suppose you know never mind yeah cut it we'll have half each that's fair that's not going to they're both at least going to pretend to be upset if one of them does hates the baby then they'll go for it yeah so you've You've saved the baby living with someone it hates, but that's not what the story was at King Solomon. Fucking idiot. Cleverest man in the world, my ass. Uh, uh, Richard, yeah, how many fingers was Richard Herring holding up as he thirst asked this question? I don't know. You wrote the question. I know, I don't remember. Three? It was three. Well done. I just guessed. I just guessed it was three. That's the kind of... I kind of just thought what kind of person I was and what I would say to that and what how many fingers I'd be holding up. And I, I thought it'd be two or three. 
And it was three. That wasn't, a, you know, that was question 89. You are running out of questions like question 89 in this book. God knows how it's going to get by the time we're at the end of the book. It's going to be much worse. <coughs> Excuse me. If you had the powers of a Gary Sparrow and could travel from the 1990s to the 1940s, what would you do? Uh, I don't think I'd do what Gary Sparrow did. Um, I don't think I would just go to the first pub I got to and drink there and make friends with everyone and then have adventures with them. I would go out into the 1940s. I'd go in there, I'd investigate, I'd look around, I'd warn them that the Nazis had concentration camps. Uh, I'd come back with some evidence. I think you could travel through time with stuff, couldn't you? Uh, So you could bring stuff back. Um, I wouldn't steal people's songs and pass them off as my own. I don't know whether Gary Sparrow was a good enough singer to pull that off. Um, you'd go, that's a pretty good song, but it's not the same as Elton John doing it. Um, you know, I think I would try and do some good to change the world and save some lives. And uh, maybe give some... I'd, look, I'd read up about what happened in the war and then give Winston Churchill all the information about that and say, in return, can I just can you just put, like, a million pounds in the bank on top, top interest for me? And also, can I sleep with um, some 1940s ladies while they're still young? <laughs> that implies you are sleeping with them when they're old. Well, you know, that's my only choice. I can only sleep with 1940s ladies in the 19... I was going to say 1980s. I mean, realistically, 1990s. So they would be 70 or so above, wouldn't they? So, you know, this is my chance to have sex with some women from the 1940s while they're still at 20, which is not possible in the current time frame. Disgusting. Yeah, it is disgusting, sorry. I'd save, I'd sa- but you'd not hear the whole bit where I said I'd save them, stop, make the war end quickly and defeat Hitler. I'd deserve a little bit of honey, wouldn't I, for d- doing that? And the people should be pleased. The women should be pleased with me. You're disgusting. <coughs> Richard, have you ever been to the barometer world? Have I ever been what? Have you ever been to barometer world? Have I what? Have you ever been to Barometer World? Have I ever been to Barometer World? I haven't been to Barometer World. I talk about it quite a lot. We we put the leaflet up in Fist of Fun, I think, didn't we? Barometer World with parking for up to three cars. It's got loads of barometers in it. I think it's just closed down. I might be wrong in saying that, so forgive me, Barometer. Don't sue me, Barometer World. Find out about this podcast somehow. Um, and, and it's one of my life's regrets that I never took the time to go and look at some barometers. But I didn't ever go, and that's the truth of it. Richard, would you like to live in a world where everyone else was barometers? Would I like to live in a world where everyone else was barometers? Would I still be a human? You'd still be you. Everyone else would be barometers. Would they be sentient barometers who could move around? Or just would everyone just turn into a barometer and just be stuck? They would be, they'd have arms and legs and they could talk and they'd be the personalities of the people they were that they'd be barometers. I think I wouldn't like to live in that world as the only human. If I was a barometer person as well, yeah, sure. But I'd be a, I'd be a freak, wouldn't I? I'd be the only non-barometer person. How would I find love? How would I? I wouldn't be able to make love with a barometer. Presumably, the barometers have some way of making love with each other. It's all about sex, are you? Isn't it? It is. A lot of it is about sex. I'm honest enough to admit that. Um, but you know, I think just on a one-to-one level, it would be. I'd be like the elephant man, wouldn't I? They'd call me the man man because they're barometer men, uh, and the, I'd be. You know, I'd probably make a lot of money. You know, in freak shows and stuff. But I'd, I wouldn't like to live there, no. Right, we'll just do a couple more. This one's easy. 
How did the murder of Thomas of Eckett affect Anglo-Faithful relations in the 12th century? It's like I wrote this knowing that one day it would be read out by a ventriloquist. I mean, I put P's and B's all the way through everything. How did, what, how did the murder of Thomas of Eckett affect Anglo-Faithful relations in the 12th century? I think I asked this question because <coughs> it's one of the only questions that uh, essays I ever wrote at university, I'm pretty sure. Uh, and I don't, I mean, it didn't help, is all I'm going to say. You know, the Pope was angry. The King, Henry the First, whoever it was, was annoyed. Uh, Thomas Beckett wasn't happy about it. His brain's all over the floor. It's been good for public, it's been good for the tourist industry and Canterbury and all that sort of stuff, but not so much good for the rest of us. Let's do one more question, then I'll go back to my sick bed. You are so very, Richard, to doing this. I am. Do you know the way to San Jose? Do I know the way to San Jose? Do you know the way to San Jose? I'd like to go there on a sunny day. Do you like to be in San Jose? I do like it when it is lovely and gay. In the old sense and also the new sense. Ali is a great decree way. Could a monkey down and buy a bra? In a month, maybe two, they'll make you a star. Months turn into years, how quick they toss. And all the monkeys that never were are fucking cars and thumping gas. Dun, 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 dun. Do you know the way to San Jose? There are lots of gays in San Jose. I would like to thumb them today. Well, you can talk about You just made it rude. <coughs> I don't know the way to San Jose. It's, I'd probably get a plane to America. That's where I'd start. Because it mentions LA in it. I know, because they've come from San Jose to LA, haven't they? So they, they, they're trying to get back from L.A. to San Jose and they don't know where San Jose is. So it must be some way from L.A. But I think I would go to L.A., which I'd do on a plane. And then when I got to L.A., I would say to someone, do you know the way to San Jose? And they'd laugh and I'd go, no, no, seriously. they go, what? And i go, no, so do you know the way to San Jose? And they'd go, yeah, get this bus or get this train or get another plane to the other side of America. You're too far away. Then I'd do whatever they said. Or just maybe I'd look it up on Google Maps. Actually, I'll do that now. That's the easiest way through this, isn't it? Do you know the way to San Jose? I've been away so long I could go wrong. It's in California. Got that right. San Jose. LA is a great big freeway. San Jose. It's quite near Mexico. No, not really. It's north of Los Angeles. Um... You look near to Mexico. Uh, it's near San Francisco. So I know I've been to San Francisco. Probably been to San Jose, if I'm honest. Been to Las Vegas. Right. <coughs> Unfortunately, this podcast has taken out of me. This is your February podcast. I hope you fucking enjoyed it. It's killed me. I'm going back to bed now. And I'll probably be ill for another week after I thought I was better. And it's your fault for all demanding I do this podcast. We love you, though. Thanks for being a member of ACAS Plus. And see you. There's lots of great Rehalistmas coming up. Come along and see one live if you can. Bye. If you're a Shark Tank fan or business junkie, check out the podcast Another Bite. Each week, Another Bite breaks down the biggest success stories and most disastrous failures to come out of Shark Tank. The hosts break down each company's pitch, analyze the deals that were or weren't made, and answer the million-dollar question, are they still a company? Whether you're an entrepreneur looking for tips or a Shark Tank fan that just wants to relive the drama, another bites your deep dive into the world of Shark Tank. 
Just search for another bite in your favorite podcast app, like the one you're listening to right now. Thanks very much, richardherring.com slash Rahalastapa for those remaining Rahalastapa dates. Rahalastapa and richardherring.com slash ballback slash tour to find out all the tour dates for my upcoming stand-up. Would love to see you at those ones. Please book tickets if you can. All right, enjoy another podcast. Don't listen to anyone else's podcast but mine. Stay faithful and I'll see you on the next one. Bye.